Welcome to the Nobley Podcast, a reality. I'm Tom Barbelay, and today, somewhat inspired by Gerald de Jong, I'm going to record a podcast as I release the Nobley Simulation 0.683. So, if you hear lots of clicking and stuff, it's me grabbing the source code off the Nobley site and compiling it for Windows this morning. I tend to do uh, Nobley releases earlier rather than later, just so it gets out to the broadest possible community of internet folk, particularly the folks in Europe seem to like it. I did track the Nobley simulations for a while in terms of who was downloading it and where they were downloading it from, and the only feedback that really went back into anything to do with the Nobley development was I added a version of Babelfish on the most important Nobley pages, so that kind of enabled people who spoke to different languages to get the Nobelate related information in their primary language. I thought that was probably the best way to do it. Now, I have in previous podcasts discussed briefly what goes into actually releasing a version of Nobelate simulation, but we are now releasing three, four versions even on Mac and two on Windows. The three on Mac primarily are PowerPC releases, which means it can run on the old architecture as well as the new architecture. In fact, I believe it can run back to OS 8.5.3, I think, on the Mac end, so really quite old machines can still run the Nobelate simulation with the Carbon version as compiled. I have a debug version which I put out for ApeScript, which I think typically gets about a dozen or so downloads per release. It's not a, a big downloader, but it does give some indication that folks are actively using ApeScript, which is always a good thing. You always like to know that people are actually using what you're releasing. I start by putting the final version of Nobelate source code up in the sim directory, but I don't link through to it on the Nobelate site, so just have access to it. And from that source code, I compile a Mac version first every time, mainly because the Mac compiler that I use, uh, Code Warrior 7, I think, produces a lot more errors and warnings than the Windows compiler I use, and thus it, it makes logical sense, basically, to produce the Mac version first, just to clear up any warnings or things like that that come through. You can hear the fan kicking in. I compile on two laptops, actually, both relatively Jurassic laptops. Well, Windows one has a crack in the screen, so I'm severely limited in terms of my general use of this laptop. I keep it open at all times, because if I close it, it just aggravates the crack. So anyway, we have a Windows Visual Studio environment. In fact, I'm lying. I actually have uh, Visual C++ 6, which I compile with. Ironically, it seems to be the favourite of folks that are downloading the Nobelite simulation to compile source code for Windows. So I think there is some impoverished, I guess, element that they have Studio 6. I actually purchased this version in 2000, so gives you some idea of the kind of length of time the technology has been used and reused. And I've not really found anything yet that causes it any problems. I keep it forward compatible with the latest version of Studio in terms of the source. If I get any reports, I'll change the source based on reported warnings or errors. Now, when you compile for the various platforms, you use a subset of the total directories in order to compile. Pedro very faithfully compiles for Linux every time, and he has to do a wide variety of incantations because I'm basically crap at maintaining open source for a wide variety of people. Paul Pedro has to do a, a huge number of incantations in every release I say to him, yes, I'm really sorry about this, and I never do anything. I always feel extraordinarily bad as I release a new version of the simulation that Pedro, if he has to release a version for Linux, has to go through a series of contortions. I think the only feedback I can really provide to him is if he can provide me the active source with his Linux rework. There are little things like apparently the core directory name causes problems and these kind of things. Uh, it's just 
all downhill basically for Linux compilation, low blade simulation source, plus the fact that actually this version does have the Linux source included with it, but I'm pretty sure it wouldn't compile first time. Getting these kind of incantations right is what's really critical about developing open source. So, so we just get through the final directory. No, it's second final. So when you actually build a version of the simulation for Windows, you need, if I can just open the directories, you need the core, GUI, noble, script, and win directory, and I'm just copying in the win directory now. The beauty of doing this in a podcast format is that I can actually edit the boring stuff out, which means it's going to be a very short podcast indeed. If we then go, we turn on script debug in script.h, to define. It's never smooth compilation first time, every time. And it's never down to the source code. It's always something to do with nonsense. In this case, for some reason, because the line endings weren't saved right, it decided that it was going to eliminate one of the source files. You should also notice that I'm half asleep as well, which is always good on a Sunday morning to be compiling source code at now 8am. But I have to get it out. Gotta get it out to the people. You know, the masses are waiting. Here's the critical phase where you just do half a dozen basic tests to make sure that the interface is working right, seeing overlaps moving, about an overlay, that seems all in order. Click on it, back to normal, maybe test the weather, test the pause feature, yes we've got apes communicating, which is another features in this version, and it's all compiled. The next stage is creating the directory structure that everything goes into, and it's pretty simple. Uh, mainly because I'm not using that many additional directories that go with the release of the simulation. I do include the manual, the release notes, and the script examples, which are useful for folks that are interested in ApeScript. So again, preaching to a very small part of the user base, but still worthy in terms of providing them what they need. Now I should probably read off my cheat sheet as I upload what is new in this version, if you're just listening to podcasts purely for that related reason as opposed to Mr. Bartley Builds a Simulation. What's new? Landscape algorithm codename also has been reworked considerably. This is actually a quite a substantial change. It will make it slightly slower on the lower end machines, but you shouldn't notice any difference on the higher end machines. I've updated the thread model, which again you'll probably only see on Mac, and the windowing's been updated, which is a final bug fix from a previous version that hadn't gone through basically. Like one of the interesting things about this version is that I've actually stress tested it for tens of hours to make sure that it runs without crashing, which is an advantage that I don't normally do for the simulation to quite this extent. Now normally at this stage, having uploaded the source, I would also update the sim page. However, because I am doing a podcast of this, I want the podcast to be released concurrently with the new version of the simulation. So I'm going to sign off from here, tom at noble8.com if you have any questions. The related noise aside from the laptop overheating is also, because I'm recording in a front room, I normally record in two back rooms in our apartment. So different noise factors, hopefully this podcast isn't too noisy, just wanted to kind of chronicle at least building the Windows version simulation because it's the, the easier of the two to build. Anyway, thank you very much for tuning into this podcast, look forward to you tuning into the next podcast.